Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The winner of game five got on to win to the series 82% of the time. And that's why they call it the pivotal game five. Celtics lead by six. Battered and bloodied. The Bucks come back. Puts it up. And it goes. And Milwaukee is in front. Marcus Smart goes to the rack and blocked by Drew Holiday. Smart in half court. He's picked by Holiday. And that's going to do it. Milwaukee, a comeback win on the road. He is. Jalen Rose, I'm David what Jacoby. Up, we are Jalen and Jacoby. What is we it that people? we do? What? They what a game five in Boston last night. You and I watched it together and it came down to the wire and it was Drew Holiday who ended up closing the game in Boston. I want to quote the great American philosopher of the locks, Styles P. It came down to holiday. Yep. And the thing is, winning championship level plays. Like I said to start this series, I'm watching that point guard battle because without Middleton, if Holiday still outplays Smart, that means the Bucks are going to win this series regardless. That's what I believe. That's why I'm looking at that matchup. And when you watch a healthy John Morant go against a Steph Curry and they're at their best or a Luka, those are like big number John Morant hanging all on the rim and dunking on people. Steph Curry unlimited range and Luka putting up arcade type numbers. But these two guys is a rock fight. Oh yeah. And, and I purposely picked these plays, Jacoby, to show you the greatness of Drew Holiday. And I remember, you know I get so excited about Drew. I was like, Jacoby, he gotta be top 20. <laughs> He got to be top 25. you like, well, you did 15 All-NBA. Was he on that? And I was like, no, but he has to be as a performer for me when I'm watching the game because the plays that I picked. You said that's a block. Before he blocked Marcus <laughs> Smart. Correct. Before it happened, I was watching with you. You said that's a block. Correct. Because he anticipates and angles his body already before the play even happens. The beauty that people see in the 40-point point guard is what you and I see in him and Marcus Smart playing against each other, playing defense. Give me that. And, and, and again, like, they were down, what, 14 or 16 in the fourth. Yep. They were plus nine the last two minutes. They were six for six in the fourth quarter from three. Jason Tatum didn't attempt a field goal in the last minute. So if you're... Um, the Bucks. how does that happen? It happens because we're not going to bury the lead. Of course, Giannis is the best player in the game. But the best defensive perimeter player in the game Drew Holiday. is Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday. That steal at the end, like the gumption to attempt the steal because that you could get a foul there. 
and a foul there changes the complete complexion of the game. But that right there, to reach in and get that steal, and look at him, just dribble, dribble it out. Well, here's a, I, got, I, out. I got a million things to, to say about multiple plays that I have to break down, but I'll talk about the, the defensive plays in particular. But Mark is smart now. What ends up happening is he's the blue-collar point guard that's going to win you defensive player of the year on a defensive-oriented team. Yep. But usually in situations like that, the people who initiate offense are Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown. So he doesn't have to be a, a traditional push point guard in those situations. And if you notice, that left-hand handle was kind of wobbly. Yep. That's how he lost it. And I'm glad y'all teed these plays up. Look at Drew Holiday, the three made, the hustle play, and then not the defensive strip. Now Giannis leads to the break, and it ends up back to Drew Holiday. And when you're watching the game, I'm telling you, I'm like, Drew Holiday taking this game over. You this didn't say that. I can't <laughs> lie. You did. You you saw this whole game happen before it happened. I'm like, this is becoming a Bucks type game. Even when exactly Jason what you Tatum, said. When they were down by 10 in the fourth quarter, you were like, this is a Bucks game. But even when Jason Tatum did the crossover and the big dunk over Pat Connaughton, who also been playing well. I love Bobby Patty Portis. You know I love Bobby Patty Portis, too. who been playing well. And, and, and again, like, Holiday making a mid-range shot. Holiday making a three. Holiday getting a steal. And how about this, Jacoby? When Giannis was bleeding, and by the way, why was he in the game bleeding? Why don't y'all just stop the game, wipe off the blood? And they decide to finally do it after he was playing with the blood before the free throw. And I look at you and said, that's almost like a stall tactic. I need him to make this first one. When he makes the first one, everybody pay attention to what happened before Bobby Portis gets the tip in. Drew Holiday crashes like down from blocker. the top. Like a lead blocker. He crashes down. There's a reason why Mark, look at him crashing down on Marcus Smart. Look, Smart ends up on the floor, creates space for Bobby Portis to get it. Look yep. at this. Yep. That's another play for Drew Holiday. That ain't gonna show up in the stat sheet. No, there's no stat for that. There, there is no stat for that. And by the way, the way I see Michael Jordan twinkle toes on the sideline against Charles Oakley and dunk on Patrick Union. Patrick Ewing, that's how I see Drew Holiday on that last play. The steal, I mean the block, tiptoeing on the sideline. Dribble, doesn't step a dribble. Out dribble to keep his poise. And then throws it, it off his belly. Winning plays. The, Winning plays. There's the, no staff for that. There's no staff for that. This is why I feel like for the Boston Celtics, and the, let, me, let me say something else about Giannis. This is what I appreciate. Say less. So when Al Horford dominated him the previous game and dunked all on him and elbowed him in the face, said less. The next game, Al Horford, Grant Williams, nine total points. Nine total points. That was also a major difference. Oh, and Giannis, Giannis didn't stop you're the stopper. Yeah. You're the Giannis stopper, Horford and Williams. You're the Giannis stopper now. All of a sudden, we got a, we got, we got a, a solution to this problem? No, no. <laughs> There's no solution to this problem. I'm Giannis Tentacumpo. Correct. There's no answer. Correct. And, and, and he made sure of that. And I, I appreciate how defensively, in particular, that became the Bucks' calling card in order to get a big-time win that now puts them in pole position to close out this series. You said calling card. And in the late game, the Grizzlies had a calling card as well. And Steph Curry via Kendra Andrews. 
Use that calling card. Let's listen. Malik, I also asked Stephen Curry what the plan was tonight, and he just turned around and looked at me and said, whoop that trick. That is our game plan. Jalen, they said whoop that trick before the game. What happened during the game? What happened during the game? Memphis, m- m- Memphis took it personal. And see, they showed me a lot, Jacoby, because I told you there's a difference between winning without John the regular season and the postseason, in yep. particular against the Golden State Warriors. Yep. And not only did they beat the Warriors, they waxed the Warriors. Waxed. So shout to Tyus Stones. Shout to Triple J, who was knocking down threes. Um, Desmond Bain, mm-hmm. who basically those guys, you ready for this? And Melton were unguardable for the Splash Brothers. Unguardable. Were unguardable. When you look at those highlights, like really look at them. That's Steph. That's Clay. That's Poole. They taking those they buckets. They got whatever they wanted last night. Yeah, whatever they wanted. They should have won game four. I'm mad they didn't win game four. But Jacoby, they didn't just win by five or 15. There was a point they was up 50. I was asleep. I was asleep. There was, was asleep. a point that they were up 50. And, and, and I have to say this. As 3-6 Mafia won awards for what they did in Hustle and Flow, and shout to my brother Terrence Howard, Anthony Anderson, Ludacris, I'm glad that their song to the soundtrack was not only award-winning, but it was game-changing and groundbreaking in a lot of ways. Yep. Because now we see networks and audiences that don't necessarily look like me. That probably initially the theme of that record was going over people's head and what that was about. To now see that song be mainstream. And now, for me personally... But Draymond Green, he was, <laughs> Draymond Green during the loss was hyping up the crowd when they said, whoop that trick. We'll show it to you right now. Well, Look. the one thing I like about Memphis, I can tell whoever does their sound, love Jalen and Jacoby. <laughs> because I remember years ago when we had the E-40, yep, nope. They were one of the first arenas that I paid attention to because this nope. is what I do for a living. Yeah, they had the note. They were actually doing that. And this is a graduation of that. And I appreciate them owning not only the team. That's what I mean. Put at the bottom of the screen right now that John Moran signs an extension with Memphis. He ain't going nowhere. Nowhere. This ain't even about the team. They're investing in the city. You see what I mean? And when the city come out and watch them and support them and all of the artists and all the sitting front row suited and booted and iced down, like I appreciate that. And we brought Juicy J on the program. It's gonna be a lot of people that talk about the song. I need to see 3-6 getting more interviews. How about that? It is time for Soft Move or Boss Move. Nikola Jokic won back-to-back MVP awards, and he accepted the trophy with his horses while riding a horse and cart. Jalen Rose, soft move, boss move, getting the MVP trophy with a horse and a cart. That's definitely a boss move, and you know it. And that horse is working hard. It's a big man. and, and, And you know it. And by the way, like, just being from Michigan and, like, I can't wait to go to Central Park one day. See if I could get in one of those horse and carriages. Like that's one of the things. Like that's one of the things you visualized years ago. I did like about New York City. You know what I'm saying? Too expensive. And, and here's what I'll say about the big fella. 
he didn't win other than he didn't win the award other than his sure dominance. He's the only player since they started keeping each of the stats to lead his team in points, rebounds, assists. Take a deep breath. Blocks, steals, and field goal percentage. Ooh. In the same season. That's why he got my MVP vote. Regular season award. He was the best regular season player. He really was. I mean, to have 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, 500 assists, to be the first to ever do it, that gets you the MVP trophy in Serbia with the horses. Shout out to his horses. That sounds Horse like and work. carriage is for hire. <laughs> Mamacita. <laughs> Please, senorita. We have two game sixes tonight. Two teams that need wins to stay alive. We'll get you ready for those right We're after rise this. to the top. Coming to you live above the Heineken River Deck here in Pier 17, New York City. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen Rose, after Game 5, Phoenix won the game. Here's what Lucas said in the tunnel, walking back to the locker room. Everybody acting tough when they up. Jalen, what does he mean by that? You just got to sprinkle me, man. For the other 14 guys on the team after you just lost on the road. Like, y'all got me. We good. That's all he said. I'm the bully. That's really all he said. I'm the best player in this series. That's what he believes. The thing is, he's going to have to play like it in the next game. That's the beauty of sports. And you're right. They are tough when they're up. That's the privilege of winning. Mm. And Devin Booker took that privilege by the way he led his team. He how good. Bridges played a lot better and how Aiton played a lot better. It was good to see the Phoenix Suns spread the wealth the way they did. But I, with these four eyes, cannot ignore something that I had never seen. What's that? The last three games, Chris Paul has seven turnovers in the first half. He had four fouls in the first half. And he didn't have 10 points in the last game. Now, the crazy thing about that, like, inept productivity we had never seen from the point God who's relying on prayer these last couple of games. He's going to need it, Jacoby. And in all honesty, I believe while Reggie Bullock and Finney Smith have done a terrific job of harassing him, a lot of that's going to continue. A lot of that's going to continue. And, and, and the reason why, he normally doesn't play against guards that try to post them up all of the time. And it's one thing to have Luka with his size that's going to post up Cam Johnson and Mikael Bridges post me up. But Jalen Brunson posting him up, I know that's a mental exercise for him. I hated somebody smaller than me trying to post me up. You see what I'm saying? The disrespect. <laughs> exactly. It's the idea. Correct. The, you're, you're doing what now? <laughs> but Jalen Brunson's getting away with it and getting fouls on Correct. Chris Paul. And Chris Paul, Chris Paul has not been himself. Correct. He has not been and, himself. And that's why they're making him play in the mud. They're, they're, they're forcing him to guard on the perimeter defensively. They're forcing him to guard on the post. And in return, they're picking him up 94 feet trying to take the ball out of his hands. And, and, and that's terrific coaching and game plan execution. But when I see Dallas return home, like, 
Luka didn't play extraordinarily well these last couple of not, games. Not in the last couple of games. No. I think this is his chance to have a big night. Well, remember last time they were in Dallas, they hit all those threes. Correct. Game 20 four? plus threes. Yeah, do you remember game four? Just everyone was hitting everything. Mm-hmm. And I feel like at home, that might happen again in game six. I, I wouldn't be surprised. You're going to need that. But you know what else you're going to need? Luka being efficient and more playmaking. Two assists in the previous game. The whole team had nine. They're going to more ball movement, more player movement, more cutting. That's usually what you get at home, especially from your role players. The Mavs need this one at home, and so do the Philadelphia 76ers. They face elimination this evening at home, game six, against the Heat. Joel Embiid is back. James Harden had a big game, but didn't have a big game in the last game. What can the Sixers do to win this one? The top five people in the MVP voting were Jokic, Embiid, Giannis, uh, Luka, and Tatum. I believe Luka's going to have a major game, which flips the page. This should be the Embiid-dominant mm. game. Only 17 in game five. In particular, the way they just lost. that That's the thing I want to point out. They just lost by 35. Like, yeah. they had a chance to press the heat. You know oh, what I mean? Does. Yeah, you just you was down 0-2. You tied up. Joel shows courage by returning, playing through injury, wearing a mask. And then y'all lose like that. They got whacked. You know what I'm saying? And then y'all lose whacked. like and then y'all lose like that. So so tonight, while you need Harden, of course, to be aggressive. And you want Maxie to have a big offensive game. And, and Danny Green made a lot of threes when they played at home prior. But this has to be the MB game. Mm. And I believe it will be just like Luka. And therefore, both of those series, in my opinion, go seven. Ooh, interesting predictions from Jalen Anthony Rose. Now a team that we haven't spoken about because they got swept by the Celtics, the Nets. Here is what Nets GM, your former teammate, Sean Marks, said about the roster. We haven't had any of those discussions yet, so it'd be unfair for me to comment on you know, how it looks with, with us and Kyrie, because to be quite frank, he has some decisions to make on his own. So he has to look um, at what he's going to do with his player option and so forth like that. But I think we know what we're looking for. You know, We're looking for guys that want to come in here, be part of something bigger than themselves, um, play selfless, play team basketball, uh, and be available. And that goes not only for Kyrie, but for, for everybody here. Jalen. Translate that from GM speak to English. He's just speaking truth and the power. And what ends up happening is that your best players should have autonomy on the decisions that the organization makes. If they're all-time great players like Kevin Durant, they get more autonomy. The, the, that's the gift. The curse is if... The things that you oversee or you put your fingerprints on don't work. And there had to be a time where he and Kyrie looked at management and said, let's bring in Steve Nash. Mm -hmm. Let's bring in James Harden. So now when those moves happen and then James Harden realized that Kyrie Irving is not going to get vaccinated, he looks at KD and says, that's your man. Y'all had me come from Houston and now he won't get vaccinated, so we won't win at all. I don't want to be here anymore. So now here's another domino. Now you have to trade for Simmons during the year. Who doesn't even play for you? Yep. You give up two picks, Andre Drummond and Seth Curry. So now we need to reevaluate this relationship. 
So now it's going to be this. We need players, all of them, not just Kyrie, to be invested. But here's the fine print. So now before they sign Kyrie to his, he's going to use his player option, and he's going to get a max deal. But before they do that max deal, here's what they're going to say. Hey, KD, before we sign this for Kyrie, I need you to make sure you see that we need him to be invested, and he promised to be. Cool? Cool? Sign. So now, after the point we sign, if that doesn't happen, I then go to you again and say, he ain't holding up his end of the bargain. I'm going to move him. So you can't be mad at me. We talked about this. And that's the professional protocol I see them laying. I just want Ben Simmons to be healthy and playing basketball for the Brooklyn Nets. That's what I really want to see. I want to see what happens when you have Kyrie, KD, and Ben Simmons all in uniform, Joe, all healthy. Joe Harris? All playing. Joe, Joe Harris? Harris? And, yep. Mm-hmm. We have so much more to discuss. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back right after this. We're not done. Break. We're not done. Two game sixes this evening, starting with the Heat and the Sixers in Philadelphia at 7 p.m. And then at 9.30 in the nightcap, it is the Suns and the Mavs in Dallas. And of course, it is all preceded by NBA countdown. Jalen Rose, every day we recognize another day that Brittany Griner is still being detained. Way too long, 84 days, and we here at Jalen and Jacoby will continue to acknowledge that. And we wish her speedy. Safe return to the United States. Jalen, am I being super petty when I look at this video of Tua throwing a pass to Cheetah and saying, dog, how are you going to post this? Oh, yo, that's a punt. <laughs> I hadn't seen that. that who posted that? <laughs> the Dolphins posted oh, it. No. Oh, is no. Oh, is the bucket hat? Oh, no. It looks like Cheetah had to stop. Like, he had to stop to that's catch a, the ball. A punt. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for Tua. Man, I hope Tua has a great year. I want to see he him is. succeed. He is. I want to see We're going to go to some Dolphin games. We'll be back to, We'll be back on Monday, actually, ESPN yes, 2, 4 p.m. Thank you. Thank you. You're far too kind. We always say we give the people what they want. Part of that is doing podcast-exclusive content for our podcast listeners. This is the part where we get to talk about all the things that they won't let us talk about on television. And also, Mr. Rose. What up, though? We're brought to you by CarMax. You can shop online and on the lot with home delivery in select markets. Jalen, they have some new awards in the National Basketball Association. One named after Larry Joe Bird. Legend! One named after Irvin Magic Johnson. Hall of Fame mogul. They will be basically not the finals MVP, but the conference finals MVP. How do you feel about this development? Huh? Wait. Oh, wait uh, for the podcast listeners, Jalen just made a face I haven't seen him make in a long time. You got confused. Conference finals MVP? Yeah, conference finals MVP. Just like the finals MVP. So that's, you know, one, of, so, so that's MVP. one of those awards that I could have at the crib, possibly. You got most improved, dog. You got most improved. But I probably could have had a conference. Most improved is the only award that's kind of disrespectful. No, it's not. It's like you weren't good last year, but now you're good this year. No, it's not. Ja was good last year. He was great ja this did, year. He didn't deserve that one. Well, no. but that's not a good. But either way. 
You just don't you just don't respect it as much because I won. And I'm your brother. So when so you fun. see me, you like, how did he win an NBA award? I think that's that I think that's more what your thought process is. So the Larry Bird trophy will be for the Eastern Conference Finals. So, the Magic Johnson trophy will be for the Western so Conference. I, I, I'm all for trying to make sure we reward players for their excellence. And I was just on the Breakfast Club, shout to Charlemagne, Envy, and Angela Yee, talking about this very topic. And I stressed the fact that they have a regular season award, the MVP. And they have a postseason award. The finals MVP. Now, for everybody that doesn't remember, it's it's actually a good practice for the NBA. The more trophies you give out, um, the more accolades you give out to your players, the more marketable they are. But the one thing I will say is, as the league has progressed, the awards have expanded. There used to be Eastern Conference, it used to be NBA Player of the Week. Yep. That means you had to be the best player in the NBA that week. And then they changed it to conference player of the week. I wasn't necessarily mad at it, but I can't front. I did like it when only one person got it. It's almost like when Christmas Day games happen. It used to be the you had to play better the previous year. You had to ball the previous year to be on Christmas the next season. And it was one East Coast game and one West Coast game. And we all knew you had the ball in order to get in the game. And so I played on Christmas a couple of times. That was a big deal. Huge deal. Because only four teams were playing. Now, 10 teams. 10 teams are playing. Yeah. It's more marketable. It's more basketball for us to watch and enjoy, but it ain't as exclusive. And so last year, a player like Giannis would have won, say, would have won that conference award, finals MVP. KD might have won the, the Larry the Larry Bird Award last year. Remember that series? Correct. Um, I, I'm not mad at it. Um, I'm glad players will get rewarded for the playoffs, but I think this is more, it, it gives us a chance to highlight the great players that the trophies are named after. Mm-hmm. And it gives us a chance to see players with more hardware. But that hardware is going to be, <clears throat> I guess, dismissed by people when it's flaunted too much like it's a championship. Because if one of these two winners is not going to win the finals, right? So someone's going to walk home likely with both trophies, which is nice. But one of those winners is going to say, here's my Magic Johnson trophy, but I didn't win the final. And, and, and again, and, and here's the other thing. I know Magic and Larry, you know, who changed the game, changed my life personally and professionally. I love both of them so much in Isaiah Thomas. If you ever want to look at the history of Jalen Rose in the NBA, besides my father, Jimmy Walker, Dave being Magic Johnson, Isaiah Thomas, Larry Joe Bird, Dr. J. Those are the people that, like, I just follow what they did. Oh, I was like, Dr. J, wow. Like, look at that. I'm like, dang. Like, I got to... I'm broke. You know what I'm saying? I can't dress like Dr. J. But I can hoop like him. You know what I'm saying? Call yourself Dr. <laughs> Correct. J. But I can hoop like him. But but in all honesty, you would want those names in theory to be named after uh, the champion. 
But the Lord of the Rings, that's Bill Russell. My question is, what are we going to name after MJ? Good question. There's not really a spot right now. What about MVP? I don't think that's named after anybody. I'm pretty sure they're cooking up something. Should be something for MJ. You got something for Larry and Magic. There should be something for MJ. I'm going to say MVP. Big old Bob Cousy. Also being recognized. Soft move or boss move? What do you got? Taking pride in your conference championship trophy. I always say that people don't celebrate enough. Celebrate. There's nothing wrong with being second place. There's nothing wrong with being second place. You went to the finals. Do you have? It, are you proud about that? Are you proud of that? That Pacers team won the Eastern Conference. I don't think about it or talk about it as much as I would as we would have won it. Of course. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Especially against Shaq and Kobe. <laughs> of course. You know what I'm saying? That would have been awesome. You know what I'm saying? It didn't happen that way, though. Yeah, it didn't happen that way. But they was getting these buckets. I bet you that. And as a matter of fact, I saw a stat. When Memphis was playing yesterday and they was throttling the Warriors, the Lakers were beating us in the series like that 3-1 before we went back to L.A. And we waxed them. We beat them by like 40. I am not making this up. Game five? Yep. We sure did. And I only had 30, I think. Only 30 in the finals game? Yeah, I only think I had 30. What's your best game? Mm, I don't know. That is an excellent question, sir. Your best game. Not your career high, but the best right. game you played. That's a great question. I've never I've never seen you speechless before. Yeah, I don't know. I got to think of that one. I've never seen you speechless you before. You know what? I don't know if it's my best game, but it's my favorite game. What's that? The only game I didn't start in college at Iowa. I had my career high. That was a pivotal moment for me as an athlete and as a person. Because so many times, like, when I'm in the James Harden moment like he is tonight in my personal life, I look back at the journey of when I got benched or challenged or it was do or die for me, I ended up being my best. Like, when I got traded from Indiana, I gave them 25 in the fourth quarter, shot them down. When I played against Larry Brown after he benched me, 40 in the playoffs, shot him down. Like, so, I, I, the only game I didn't start in college, because C-Webb and I was playing Madden. True story. And I always think of, like, first off, Everything is, you want to treat everyone fair, but everything ain't equal. And you know what I remember back to that? Is we both was late. But I'm the one that didn't start. So wait, you were playing Madden, and you were late for what, practice? The practice team meeting. What time was it supposed to be at? Maybe say 2 o'clock. And you walked in at what time? I don't know, maybe 205, 10, 15, 20. I don't remember. Yeah, well, there's a difference between 5, 10, 15, 20. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. And both of you walked in at the same time. But I don't remember that either. 
But, but I think don't I remember but, any of this. But, but it was 30 years ago, though. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I remember nothing. People out here ain't even 30 years old. 30 minutes ago. Yeah. So, so I believe we were both playing Madden. I know we were playing Madden, but who I don't. Won? But who I, won? Who I, I won. I, I, the Giants. <laughs> LT, Everson Walls, all day. All day. That was my squad. OJ Anderson, running back. That was my squad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And uh, maybe he got there before me. I don't remember what happened. But I remember I didn't start. And it was at Iowa. Dr. Tom Davis, the team that pressed in our conference, first Big Ten game ever that I played in. Came off the bench, shot them down for 34, and we won. 34? That was my college career high, too. So the only game I didn't start is the game I had my career high. That's crazy, right? That's wild. <laughs> 34 is a lot in a college game. Well, and the shot clock was 45 seconds. That, People see what the game was so different. When I watch those games, I can't even watch those I games. I can't. I can't. It's slow to me. It's because what happens is, is you run your first action, and then it doesn't work. So they, the, the point Set guard it backs up. up. Set it up. They back up, look at the coach yeah. in the middle of the possession, and then run a whole nother play in the middle of the play. It just like uh, – it, it just it, it it it's like for me watching a VHS tape, you know. What I mean? It exists, it. but it's cloudy. Cannot do it. Yeah, it's cloudy. Thirty-four points is a lot when you have a forty-five second shot clock. Especially <laughs> <laughs> so it's your first game in the Big Ten as a freshman, and you're not starting. Well, you definitely got it done. And for those who get it done, brought to you by Granger. For the ones who get it done, Granger. Offers supplies and solutions for every industry, backed by 24-7 support and access to product specialists. Call, click, Granger.com, or stop by one of the many locations. You know what? If oh. I can't do it, homie, it can't be done. We always say we get the people that want part of that is listening to the people. If you call 985-80-JALEN, 985-80-JALEN, you leave us a voicemail, we'll put you on, on the, the show. show. Just, Just like, like this. this. Hey, what up, though? This is Jay calling from Honolulu, Hawaii with a question before I get to that. Shout out, Reg. 30th time caller. Hopefully I get on the show, but I digress. Question. Why is Jalen Rose and Warwick Dunn both not in the Hall of Fame? At least for philanthropy. This is what the people need to see. The things that y'all have done for the community, for the people around you, from the places you've gone, that needs to be celebrated, not just what you do on the court and on the field. So please let me know what you think. And uh, second question, is Giannis better than Shaq? Let's just think about the people they both played with and their dominance. I, lo I love Shaq. I love Shaq Diesel. I hope he starts, you know, mentoring some of the younger centers to just dominate basketball again but let me know what you think appreciate you love the show long time listener 30th time caller keep giving the people what they want keep catching them checks peace big shout to jay from honolulu shout out jay i can't wait to get to honolulu i'm gonna hit you up i love honolulu just as an idea. We need to take Kauai, the show there. I'm a Kawhi guy. We need to take the show there. Kawhi. Let's just take the show there. I'm Kawhi like Kawhi Leonard. Let's do it. Great time in Kawhi. I'm pretty sure Jay got some friends that'll come watch our show. Jalen Anthony Rose. What up, though? Weren't you recognized by the Hall of Fame? I was. You got awarded something there. I did. Went to Springfield. 
I did. You it's can't the, think of it right now, can you? It's a, actually, there's a prestigious NBA award for philanthropy that the Hall of Fame does. It's called the Manny Jackson Award. Mm. I have been the recipient of that award before. During the Hall of Fame, the year where Shaq and AI, I believe, were going in. That was the time that I went to the event, got honored, went up on the stage. Chris Paul also. It's a big deal. Was honored the same day. So I am, in theory, in the Hall of Fame for philanthropy. And that is what Jay, that's basically what Jay was asking for. It actually happened. And shout to Jay for calling 30 times. After calling 29 times, he said, you know what, I'm going to call again to get on the show. I love you, Jay. And you just reminded me of something. As I start to do bios and bullets, I need to put Hall of Fame philanthropist. Yeah. You went to Springfield, Massachusetts. I got their trophy. And were recognized by the Hall of Fame of basketball. Manny Jackson Award. Celebrate that. Congratulations to you. That needs to be a part of my bio. You deserve it. Big shout to Jay for shouting you out, Jay. Absolutely. And then he asks, is Giannis more dominant than Shaq? No. I was about to say the same thing. No, no. no. Simple answer. I, I, you One know word what? answer. No. I, I, I was I was trying to say no before you said too many words, <laughs> but I was I didn't realize you was going to transition in because in my mind, as you started to whenever that question came up, I was going to say no immediately. <laughs> I was going to say no immediately. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and I'm talking offense though, but I got you, Jay. Giannis is way more dominant defensively. Because of his agility. That's the sole reason why. Yeah. That's the sole reason why. Giannis can guard people out at the three-point line. That's not what Shaq at his size is just going to be able to do. So Giannis brings a whole different level of defensive dominance that the Big Diesel just is not going to be able to do because he's so physically dominant on offense. And once he parks himself into that paint, There's nothing you can do. You ain't moving him. It's a it's, building. It's, you so, ain't moving him. People use certain words when they want to qualify players because Michael Jordan is the GOAT, right? So people have to use uh, skilled, right? What do they dominant. say? When they say skilled, who are they talking about? KD. Exactly. When they say dominant, who are they talking about? Shaq. So that's how it works. Like People use little code words like, oh, well, Shaq is the most dominant, but Michael Jordan is the best. And, and I make sure I correct people and let them know that there's a guy named Wilt Chamberlain that runs on this earth. Yeah. Who's more dominant than Shaq? And the diesel will tell you that. Yeah. He will tell you that. And people look at the dominance of Wilt like they look at the dominance of Shaq. But I'm going to give y'all two distinguishing factors that took Wilt to a different level. Rebounds. Blocks. Number one. And number two, Wilt had a jumper. They always show him dunking. Jacoby. He had an over right shoulder bank shot. It's, it, it's, it's, he, he shot it over the incorrect shoulder. He was right. post up on the left block and shoot the ball over his left shoulder. LaMarcus does that, right? He shoots it over his left shoulder too. LaMarcus shoots it over his left shoulder too. But LaMarcus turns towards the middle. Will turns towards the baseline. Mm. <clears throat> You see what I'm saying? Yep. It's like a it's like a reverse 360. And he literally would make that shot. 12 feet, 15 feet, 18 feet. You can Google it. People think Wilt was only a dunker when Wilt 
shot the ball really well also. Jalen, there's something that we need to follow up on. And led the league in assists one year. Something we need to follow up on. Your juice consumption. Again, every day I we're in the studio it. together. Every day we're in the studio together. We get the ginger, cayenne, pepper, lemon juice shot. I do that in one shot. You sip it. <laughs> I get a green juice. You get your sunriser juice, which is carrot, grapefruit, and orange. Thank you. It's very expensive, and I pay for it every day. Thank you. But you never drink it. Not today. That's different. I crush both of them. And let me tell you the difference. I crush both of them. You look, and they been gone. Oh, good for you. Like 45 good for you. minutes. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, let me tell you what was different today. Normally, when you come in, if you notice, I have multiple other drinks. Today, I didn't bring multiple other drinks. So I solely was going to drink the one that you brought. And then if you didn't bring it, then I was going to go get a water or go get the tea. Normally, I have a tea a and tea. a water. Yeah, yeah. I didn't bring that today. We do not have a show tomorrow. I'm sad. I don't even know what to do. What am I going to do with myself? Oh, let me tell you what I'm going to do. Renaissance Man? Oh, shout to the New York Post and Renaissance Man. Today's episode, Carlos Ha Ha Davis. My brother from the east side of Detroit, comic, actor, social media influencer, is joining me on the show this week. And I have to tell you this, Jacoby. Yes. Your niece, Mariah Rose, is graduating from college tomorrow. Oh, yeah, she is. From Georgia. She went to Georgia. 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 When they won the national championship. True story. And she's graduating. During her senior year. And she year. has a full-on career just waiting for her. Just waiting. Waiting for her. We got to get her back on the show. I definitely want to bring her back on the show during the conference finals, during the NBA finals, because we need to make the show just a little cooler. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you? How many people you got following you on TikTok? How many? How many? Let me see. Yeah. Jacoby on Soup on TikTok. I put my Soup videos up there. Soup gang, Soup gang, Soup gang. Shout out to the Soup gang. Soup gang. I love soup. Gang. Lobster, I love soup. Bits, I love clam soup. chowder. I love soup. Chicken noodle soup. Chicken noodle soup. With a soda on Chicken the side. Soup. With a Chicken soda on the side. Chicken noodle soup. soup. Let's see. 391 followers. Gotcha. That's not enough. So you need Mariah to help you out. That's not enough. <laughs> <laughs> you need Mariah soup, to help you out. Soup gang is she, not too she, deep. She got like 300. Soup, she got like 3 million. Soup gang is not too deep. Yeah, she got like oh, 3 no. million. Views. I gotta get my soup content up. Yeah. She'll help you with that. All right. Shout but, out to Mariah. Yep. Mariah Christian Rose is graduating from college, the University of Georgia, Friday evening, May 13th. I am extremely proud of her. I'm very grateful. And I must do this. I must do this. What? I was gonna do this in a social post, but it might have read wrong. But I'm going to do this vocally. Do it. I want to shout to her mother, Mari Goins. And I want us to be an example of how you can co-parent without being in the relationship. And don't think there haven't been times over the last 22 years Preach. that I haven't been talking to their mom or I haven't been talking to them or they haven't been talking to me. And you know what creates that? A broken family dynamic. When you have a kid out of wedlock, which I did, 
I was a product of one of those kids and I wanted to break a generational curse. That's why I waited till I was 28 to ever have a kid. But I had the most glorious daughter, Mariah Christian Rose in 2000. And regardless that she was born in Indiana, two years later, she was in Atlanta. And for all you men out there that's having babies by women that you're not with, just so you know, how do you think I felt when my daughter was born in Indiana? I just won most improved player, got a max deal. And I look up a year and a half later, she was living in Atlanta. I wasn't happy. Mm. I was not happy. But you know what I kept doing, Jacoby? I kept trying to be an out-of-town dad. You know what I kept doing, Jacoby? Paying my child support. You know what I also kept doing? Making sure that their house was in my name and all of the bills were in my name. So for the last 20 years, any peaks and valleys that has taken place, that hadn't changed. And that stability that we created, her and her mom, the, the stability we created as parents and their mom being there every day, being a rock for them, taking them to school, cooking them food, being at their games, seeing them when they're crying, seeing them when they're happy. Because guess what? When you're out of town, dad, you hope to go there, what, twice a month? Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're missing stuff. You could be the greatest out of town dad ever. If y'all live in the same city, if y'all live in, a, think about this. You live in a house with your kids. Has your wife or kids ever tell you you ain't around enough? No, they're sick of me. Correct, because you live with them. So now, imagine if you just lived across town. You just went from seeing them every day to at least maybe 50% of the time? Less, probably. Let's be honest about it. If you got a job, a career, you got to be there every day. Even if y'all live in the same town, you see them 50% of the time. So my kids, who are the absolute best, had to deal with the childhood where they saw their dad 25 to 50% of the time. Because I'm an out-of-town dad. So what can I do to make my presence and my influence and my love still feel felt on a daily basis? See, this is before you could FaceTime, y'all. I remember buying computers, buying cameras, putting a camera on top of it. I done did all of that. You see what I mean? And what I want to encourage mothers to do is be more like their mom. who did a terrific job of raising them. And I'm very proud of what they've become. And it's because of her leadership because she's there every day. But the second thing I want to say to the men out there who end up in a broken situation or end up having kids that you're either not with the mom or y'all live in a different household, y'all live in a different state, y'all live in a different state. Don't stop taking care of your kid. Yep. Don't be like, oh, I'm mad at her, so I ain't paying child support. Oh, I'm mad at her, so I ain't paying the light bill. So I'm mad at her, so I'm not flying there to go see the kids. And so that maturity and that lesson is what I'm going to see. As I watch my daughter walk across the stage as she graduates as Georgia Bulldog. And I'm wearing red, white, and black, red bottoms and everything. Because she earned it. And as a family, what we've overcome personally. And now to be able to see this now happen for her, her goal, her dream, her choice. It's a beautiful thing. That's amazing, Jalen Rose. Appreciate you. Appreciate the game you put down every single day here on Jalen and Jacoby. We'll be back on Monday. Why is that? And you ain't going to find no national sports show where you could get some baby daddy game. We're not done. (laughs) We're not done. Like the Blastmaster KRS-One once famously said to a microphone, we are not done.
Beatbox.